podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? I don't know about that. Welcome to the Movie, movie, podcast, everybody. That's right. We are back one week later. I'm your host, Tiggs, and with me, as always, are Peter. Uh, I'm lukewarm on peppermint. Russ. I'm used to being the first person announced. <laughs> and Alex. What about Spearmint? Oh, and, and as you can hear from everyone talking, it is time to go back to our lists. Look at what movies others hadn't seen and tell them what to watch this week. This is our number. This is our second version of this. Second, second time going around. We can do it one more time. That's all. I think we'll do it one more time just until everyone's seen Peppermint. <laughs> that is that is my plan. That is uh, that's in the post for this is literally that plan right there. So yeah, let's just let's stop. Let's stop mincing words. Let's stop m- mincing mints and let's talk about <laughs> Peppermint. Oh, uh, okay, man. Uh, Peppermint. It's a movie. Uh, 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 Jennifer Garner, uh, they kill her whole family and she hates it. Uh, So she goes away for five years and then she comes back uh, with literal no explanation other than like some grainy uh, footage of her in Russia in an MMA fight. And now she's a superhero. Yep. Yeah, but she also trained with uh, size and sandbags. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. My mistake. Uh, the movie's actually great. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, now, Tiggs, yep. I love you. Um, love you too. Good dude. Good dude. Always have been. I hope you never change. I was trying to figure out the entire time. Okay. This isn't like Lockout, which is an objectively good movie. Peppermint is an objectively bad film that, while I didn't have a bad time watching it, I couldn't understand how it got a place on your list. Anyway. Anyway, we're all different. (laughs) I watched it. I was like, does Tix like this movie legitimately, critically, as as a film? Or did he just have a, that good of a time? Oh, had a great and time. he knows it's that? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's te- oh, it is a terrible movie that I okay. having a lot of fun watching. Okay, okay, thank the Lord. Because that is what I, fa- I found it. I found it to be... I was watching it through a lens of Tiggs thinks this movie is legitimately good. <laughs> and I was having a really difficult time. But then I was like, maybe... He- because I'm like, he thinks Lockout's legitimately good, but Lockout is legitimately good. Yeah. So then I was like, does he think this is? And then I thought, well, what if he doesn't? And then I, anytime I, that thought crept in, I did enjoy myself a lot more. Because <laughs> it, like, like, it makes no sense. No. Like, she's gone for five years, and then she's back, and she can kill everybody, hang them off of Ferris wheels and all kinds of shit. Uh, I love that the movie is named just after you know the her the, her dead daughter's ice cream flavor. I love, that. Uh, I love that the lawyer at the beginning who tries to buy her off didn't need to do that at all nope. because everyone was already bought off. <laughs> it was so weird. Like, why would you buy off a woman 
when you know that the DA and the judge are already in the pocket. You're just doing that to show up to have a cool scene. It's 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 just in case she to keep her from going on a vigilante run. And 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 when the payoff doesn't work, well, that's just what happens. It's it's really <laughs> fucking stupid. And I forget. Did this movie make money? It made enough. Yeah. Jennifer um, Lopez uh, enough. Garner. Oh, Jennifer Lopez is. Oh enough. god. <laughs> I don't. Um, I think Peppermint also, not make money. Fifteen minutes to go. They're like, oh shit, we've had all the Method Man scenes on the bench. Uh, throw him in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I was like, what? I love a surprise method, man. I won't lie. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I laughed out loud. Um, the movie, I really, maybe I'm a, a, a asshole, but I really wanted to see her daughter get shot. <laughs> because I was like, I know where this is going. It's like we've got stereotypical evil brown people. Uh, if, if this is, if they're going like lady, lady death wish on, on like 2.0, let, let's see the kid die. Come on. Uh, they don't though. Cause the movie's got no balls. However, <laughs> I thought Jennifer Garner, very convincing. You for, I forget that she, uh, before she played moms for like the last 10 years, she was on alias and is a very convincing, uh, action heroine. And Electra. Uh, Oh yeah, and, and yeah. Didn't, wasn't she in the movie where her kid was a plant? Yeah, Timothy like Green. Timothy Green. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't that. She. So this movie, it, it had like a, a director of a Taken movie, a writer of a London Has Fallen, and those are some like not great action movies that kind of are can be elevated. I want to see. I despite not loving this movie but watching it watching it like watching it and enjoying it as a bad movie yeah i think jennifer garner should pivot the hell out of being a mom and start kicking more ass because she can do it she's still a mom russ yeah i know but i don't want her i don't i don't want her characterization to just be purely mom yeah no i think she could easily like I think she could really easily slip in and take all of the action movie scripts that Charlize Theron says no to. Oh, 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 yeah. So is Charlize just an action star now? Like, is that just yes. her thing? Yeah. yeah. I like her as one. I wanted her to keep doing it. I agree. I I'm like into her. it. I, I like her a lot uh, in that style, but I, I really enjoy Garner's performance on it. You could tell that she, like, worked to get there. Um, and I think that yep. like, when you talk about um, like London has fallen and, and one of the taken movies, uh, you you can see like those are big budget like fun action movies that are super dumb, and this is like that super dumb bad action movie that had probably no budget for the most part. Like, well, yeah, th- those are super dumb blown up nineteen eighties B movies, yeah. and this is a C. Yeah. So it, it doesn't get as much of the, the polish, like where there's issues in the script, they just say, fuck it. Instead of trying to make it make a little bit of sense they or they, they make a joke or they have some kind of fun, but like it, it's, it's just insane. How many people she kills. She kills everybody. She, <laughs> like she kills and, legitimately everybody. 
I also appreciate now, that those homeless children at the end stay homeless. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, I was, no, they don't get out of Skid Row. Don't you worry. So those, Tiggs, I think, will be the only one. Kids. Tiggs, I think, will be the only one that gets this reference. But for some reason, the aesthetic of uh, Peppermint for me and like the posters always reminded me of that um, that game. That uh, Eliza, what was her name? Eliza Cuthbert, someone was in, Wet. Oh my god, yeah, I could totally see that. The poster is, is very much that. You're totally right. Holy crap. I forgot about that game. No, Eliza Dushku, not Eliza Cuthbert. Yeah. Sorry. I Dushku. remember that game. That was like a PS3 game, right? Yeah, and this was called Grindhouse. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah, it was like, Wet. <laughs> I just remember that. That's all I remember. I just remember that. Uh, but, this movie... Oh. Is 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 it on a service right now for free? Like, is it? Can you just find it somewhere? Is it readily available? Uh, Alex, you can find it somewhere. <laughs> All right, I might watch it tonight. You probably should, or you could wait for part three of this, where I am going to uh, tell you to watch Peppermint. So you know, it's yeah. up to you, however you want to go with it. But yeah, I, I will say I wish I could go back in time and not think you thought it was legitimately good, like Lockout. Because <laughs> if I knew how you liked it, yeah, I, it would have been a thousand times better. It took me halfway through the movie for me to like not text you and be like, <laughs> "What?" I, I will say I, there was always like the Lockout Award in my top ten, and I feel like every year they kind of got a little bit worse. Where um, lockout is the penalty, you know, the ultimate of it all, and then like the next year, lockout is the lockout. Yeah, exactly. And then the next year was the last stand was the lockout, and that is that is a much worse movie, and is getting closer to the vein of Peppermint at that point. Yeah. <laughs> One of the worst okay. X Men. Oh uh, yes. Oh god, yeah. But no, uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a curiously stupid good time. Uh, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Alex, what did you watch? Um, Russ, I took a, a one off your list, and it was one that I stupidly hadn't seen uh, because the uh, rule I saw um, it written by Simon Barrett, I think, who's doing. Alex, you dropped out when you said the title of the film. Can you just uh, run that back again? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Guest. Directed by Adam Wingert of, of Your Next Fame. Yes. Yeah, and, and, and the Death Note movie. Oh, uh, yeah. I haven't seen I that. that. Uh, with Willem Dafoe. No, really? Yep, it's the Netflix uh, joint. I hear it is terrible that they just turn it into a, I don't know, they take out the whole cat and mouse detective type story and just make it a teen drama. Oh, great. Well, that's what that is. <laughs> that's really what that was at heart. Yeah. But, um, so this is a film about a, uh, like a Iraq war vet that comes to stay with a family of a, I guess like a squad member that he had that got killed in action. He goes to visit the family of uh, his friend that died. Um, and 
right, right away it's played by Dan Stevens, uh, who I believe left Downton Abbey to make this, and yeah. then later on The Rental, where uh, we, talked about, we talked about last week. Yeah. So, like, right off the bat, he's kind of creepy and weird, but he switches between being creepy and weird and being really awesome. <laughs> And I think that, like, that's the thing that this movie does best is that, like, they'll keep you in suspense as to, like, oh, how, how is this guy evil? But also have him do some, like, crazy badass stuff <laughs> that that makes it really fun. Like, he – like, at one point in the beginning, like, the, the son in the family has bullies and he takes the son to the bar that the kids drink in and he orders the guy's Cosmos so they'll fight him. Uh, it's, it's totally like, I don't know. It's the journey that this movie takes you on for the first hour of kind of like knowing something's up, but guessing it is really fun. And then the last 40 minutes, it decides to go crazy and brings in Lance Reddick as like the head of the, like the squad they're a part of, which was actually a experimentation thing where these guys are like all like genetically modified or something. They are all got super sure. soldier serums and they're all evil now yep. or something. And it gets, and it just goes insane and it ends in a high school, uh, like Halloween haunted house, which. <laughs> oh no. A public school. But, but man, this Alex, movie is so it sounds like you, you just cut you just cut in and out, and it sounded like you were bleeping yourself when you, yes, when you got to high school. You watched? Oh, oh, damn it! I'm 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 just gonna if we can get more from Alex in a minute, let's do that. But I'm to to keep the flow going. Should I just move on to what Alex assigned me? Can you guys not hear me at all? Or? Yeah, now I can. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, anyway, I'll just wrap up by saying this: this movie's awesome. Um, it's it's a fun thriller, uh, and then it becomes a crazy over the top action movie, uh, or not action movie, just over the top mayhem. Yeah. Um, it's it's really fun. Yeah, it becomes. It's like a- I, Yes. Yeah. Um, it would have absolutely made my list. Good to hear. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while since I've watched The Guest. I feel like I need to do a rewatch of that soon. Long overdue. Yeah. It was for me. It was really good. Thank you, Russ. <laughs> All right, Peter. Uh, yeah, Alex gave me uh, Selma, which was uh, one of the few movies, uh, I think one of the two movies on his list I hadn't seen, but the other was Indie Game, which was uh, Russ's movie last time around we did this. Um, I, I, yeah, Selma's one of those movies that I just like didn't see because I was like, I, I, I know what this is, and I'm not currently in the mood for it at most times. Right. But having finally seen it, uh, like, couple obvious things. Like, it is an absolute crime that she was not nominated for Best Director that year. I think that movie is shot beautifully um, in terms of, like, both its more intimate scenes and then its more wide-scope scenes are all, like, all 
are so wonderfully woven together. Um, and it, it's one of those things that like, it's not exactly what I like quote unquote feared about watching this or like was worried about watching it. Cause it's like, it really digs deep into this, the history of this to make sure it still tells a story. And like the absolute worst versions of this film are ones that are just like, okay, here, here's the good guys. And then here's a bunch of people who are, uh, you know, yelling at them and being racist. And there's like completely no, story and no conflict anywhere else in the film and movies like that i think are just like are so bland and are so boring because it's it's not it's not like you sit back and watch like well i hope you know something else happens than what absolutely does you know or anything else like it's it's almost like it's almost like a very boring like uh reconstruction which it could have been but i thought this found a way to really dive deeper into all the different like conflicts that were going on, um, both Martin at home, uh, John Lewis and Snick, um, uh, both Martin and his like whole. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Doctor King. I don't know why I'm like. Why are you saying Martin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On first name basis. Um, and then and then even like. Uh, his meetings with uh, LBJ and trying to push him and LBJ's meeting with uh, George Wallace, it really did a good job of not, not like, but I'm I'm almost like showing every motivation that's, that was around at the time, every conflict that was around then to really make it a more interesting story than just, this is another, another like movie about, you know, upending oppression, which can be very, very flat. Um, but as I said, like absolutely gorgeous. It, I mean, like we've been yelling, everyone's been yelling about female representation in the best director category. And like, I think Greta Gerwig has taken over this slot because she was kind of ignored for both Lady Bird and Little Women. But th- I think this is even more of an absolute error because I think she should have won that year. Uh, I think this movie is better. It has better direction than uh, Birdman. And Boyhood, which was my favorite movie that year. Because both of those movies, Boyhood and and uh, and uh, Birdman, as much as I enjoyed both of them, they're they're really kind of they're gimmicky. Yeah. 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 There's no, I, I don't mean, and I don't mean that in a, in a. There's no, I could, I couldn't find it better. No, one, but they're both you, they're both very gimmicky. Yeah, it's just. It's, it's, no, it's yeah. they 100 percent are. Boyhood is the movie that took a million years to make. <laughs> right. And the other movie is, ooh, a tracking shot. Yeah. We love those. <laughs> God. Uh, but, yeah, the fact that she wasn't even nominated is dog shit. Crazy. Yeah. Because those are the two front runners. I can't remember the other three nominations, but those are the front runners, and I think she was better than both of them. Honestly. Um, I think the movie... Uh, struggles a little bit to find a way to end it. Definitely. I think it had all these different interesting sort of like uh, ways to set it up. And I think it almost felt like it was almost running in circles a little bit at the end, trying to find the right moment to get like to have uh, like that Dr. King speech at the end or where it was going to end in some way. Right. And I 
that kind of portrayed uh, betrayed a little bit about how narrowly focused it was on actual like conflict and conversations before. But uh, it, that's just, oh yeah, Russ. Oh no, I just found the other uh, best directors from that year: uh, Wes Anderson for Grand Budapest, uh, Bennett Miller for Foxcatcher, and Morton Tilton for the freaking Imitation Game. I would I would actually say. Even Grand Budapest, I think that you could lump into the gimmicky thing, but like once again, not as pejorative, but almost like a you tried something weird and you really nailed it. Yeah, it's it's almost an achievement that it worked out. Like it's an achievement that Birdman works out if you like Birdman. Yeah. It's an achievement that Boyhood works out if you like Boyhood, and even Grand Budapest. But I think I would actually say Ava first, and then the director of Foxcatcher second, because I think that yes. would be. Yeah. That movie rule. It relies yeah. so much on how it's shot and the pace that it's set because that movie is so quiet. Um, yep. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's my uh, my hot take on the 2014 Oscars. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I I I didn't I forgot to take a look at my top ten list from that year to see if it would supplant anything. I definitely, as I said, I, it's weird because I think this is. It might because I think this is the gold standard, and I can't imagine a civil rights era movie being better. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Yeah. It definitely has its problems, and I think that watching it again, it probably, you know, without some of that recency bias, would maybe reevaluate it. But uh, I think everything you said is pretty right on. But I mean, um. What was I gonna say? Yeah, I, as I said, it's 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 not it's not a bad ending in any way. I just like I don't think it ends as strong as what it's set up. But you know, it's not like they can change history or anything or anything like that. <laughs> the, the one thing this might be like a weird like personal bias of mine, but when they introduce Jeremy Strong's character, who's the like preacher from Boston who comes down and is and ends up getting murdered, um. You know, he's wearing, like, glasses and a bow tie. And I just have, like, this weird thing about Jeremy Strong in which that, that scene came up. I was like, oh, my, is this guy going to kill someone? Like, he looks he looks like a dapper psychopath. That's, <laughs> like, my relationship with that actor. <laughs> but it was the one time I was like, oh, this this is this is very weird for me. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, uh, highly recommend. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a, also an extremely quick two hours. And um, and I had it rented, and then my rental period expired. Um, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to watch it. So I got I will uh, rent it again because I forgot just how good this movie is. And uh, you talking yeah. about it right now, I'm just like, oh, crap! I really need to revisit it. Yeah, it's 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 those. There's like five or six conversations that lift this movie up above any other film I've seen in this sort of uh, realm. But yeah, uh, Tiggs, I assigned you one of my favorite movies from last year, uh, currently available on Hulu. Yep, Peppermint. So let's talk about Peppermint one more time <laughs> for this podcast. No, that's right. Yeah, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, currently available on Hulu, coming soon to a Criterion disc near you. Um, oh, no, it's already out. Yeah. Oh, is, it's already out on Criterion? Yeah. Okay, well then, wait for Ghost Dog, coming in November from Criterion. That's what you really Oh, I got the, yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> sorry, I almost 
to talk about Criterion. <laughs> we could do it. I'm not. We could have a Criterion Criterion cast for all I care. Yeah. Um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire um, is a phenomenally shot film. When you, we've talked about movies that when you like watch it, uh, every scene feels like a painting. Like it's just framed in such a way that like you could you can envision it as a painting. Um, and Portrait of a Lady on Fire, you know, besides having portrait in the name, really does feel like that. Like there is such a crazy execution that's going on for a very quiet movie for the first, well, for most of it, but like just a slow build of the relationship between the two women that you're watching for like the first hour and a half of this movie. Um, that 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 it, that it's just like so engrossing. Um, the every every scene you're just kind of like looking for what else is happening in it as well. Like it, it's so it's such like a beautifully painted movie that that it's it's something that I think that you had mentioned and I was like yeah sure I, I bet it is portrait <laughs> portraits portrait yeah I get it it's a painting but it really is it really like drives it home. Um, there's uh, like a bunch of shots of them on the beach uh, uh, where um, uh, Heloise is like in the background on like a rock and you're just like, I, I, I've seen a painting that is this exact shot right now and it looks perfect. Uh, when they go it's... to the point where like everyone's like singing and like the dress actually fits. Oh fire, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. The titular on fire scene is gorgeous. Yeah. It is beautiful. The, the whole movie is, is, is beautiful and it makes you forget like... There's not that many places that this is really filmed. Like, there's the inside of the house. There's like right around the outside of the house, and then like that camp scene, and that's kind of it. Like, it, it, yeah, it's very. How, irrespective of that scene, what are there like five people in the movie, and I'm I'm reaching at five. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, I think so. There's like the, the mother, uh, uh, Heloise, uh, the the other like the chambermaid and then like there's the one scene where uh like I, I think there's, there's a, the abortion a man movie. in one scene yeah there's the man in uh, one her scene. mother who ramada from the hotshot movie hotshots movies oh <laughs> all right this obviously makes my top 10 now um <laughs> but I, I think that like i i don't know what i was expecting when i went into it um it was probably similar to actually what it ended up being, but the execution of it all elevates the movie to, like, this insane level. Um, it, it's just perfectly technically executed for what is such a small, intimate movie. Uh, and so believable, too, of, like, their relationship as you see it, like, growing between the two of them the entire time. Uh, it, it was really... If you've got Hulu, you should watch it. Um, it it's, it's fantastic. Uh, how did you like the two ending sequences, the opera and the uh, portrait gallery? The portrait gallery. I. Oh my god. The portrait gallery. It could have ended there, um, and it would have been, like, perfect. Like that. That felt like a great ending. And then they went to the opera, where it's the opera, or it's like the the song that that she was playing for her on the piano earlier in the movie, right? Um, and yeah. And then it's just long shot just on her face for like what felt like a minute and a half and just like full emotion just on display it was intense and just such a perfect way of her not even noticing her at the opera just being completely into the music and like the tears rolling down her eyes and, and 
just like the sense that you have of like, is she thinking about it right now? Is this what's going yeah. on? There, there's, mm-hmm. so, there's just so much that is there unsaid and just perfectly filmed. Perfectly mm-hmm. filmed. Yeah. Yeah, it's an amazing that it's it's a movie that, as you said, like all these things. The big, the biggest action of that movie is five women singing. Yep. Yeah. And that seems awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. That everything in this movie yeah. is awesome. Yeah. I it, it. It's just it. I. It, it's really. There's been a lot of praise heaped on it, and not just from us, but. In general, but I really didn't expect a movie to be that affecting because I'm like, I felt that was like, I've never felt that many feelings in a movie that really doesn't have a whole lot going on. Yeah. So that's a real strength to make me to make me that invested in a, a, in really a movie that has virtually no plot. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's just the story of these two characters like realizing their affection for one another and it, and it works superbly well um over what, yeah like a week time basically or i guess a little bit longer but it's not that long a little bit because she's supposed to be there for a week and then she gets like the extension to do the second painting for a little bit longer as yeah. the mother goes away on vacation um it, yeah it almost it's it's almost it like leaves inevitability as its tension kind of like uh hidden life Last year and peppermint, yeah, totally. It's, and peppermint, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it it almost it like allows yourself to believe something else could happen or something could fix this, right? Even though it, it's not gonna happen, no, yeah, it's not gonna happen, and and you're just you're watching it just unfold yeah. as you hope that it happens, and then nope, no yeah. Happens. So when she. So, like, one of, like, even before, like, the endings, which are very, very, like, very emotional, like, it's amazing that the climax of the movie is a woman sitting for a portrait. Yeah. And it's really upset. That that sitting for a portrait had been built up since, like, the second half of the movie of of it just being like, she's not going to do it. Like, no matter what. Like, she'll never do it. (laughs) And then, like, two hours later, she finally does it. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? <laughs> it was such a huge payoff. It was great. And I love a movie that actually t- says its title within, like, the first 45 seconds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, fantastic. Like Peppermint. Exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. Has anybody else watched anything else in the last week? Less than a week. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was a... The new movie I watched that I might as well just mention that's uh, – oh, yeah. Did you guys watch uh, – it's on Netflix, uh, Project Power. Yeah. Not yet. No. The Jamie Foxx, JGL, superhero powers action movie. I heard about it. I saw an interview with JGL talking about it, but that, that I, I haven't actually watched it yet. Yeah. Watch it. It's good? No. <laughs> I didn't hate it. Oh, it's it's one of those things that's just annoying that this it's a movie that has a setup in which it's like pills that give you a superpower and like everyone you don't know which limitless yeah you don't you don't know what power you're going to get some people get invulnerability some people like get invisibility or pyrotechnic powers but like you don't know what you're going to get but that's like your body's power it's almost like your your specific dna it unlocks like your specific thing 
interesting. So it has a fun, interesting setup, and I think like two very likable stars in an incredible uh, supporting performance from whatever uh, that young woman's name. Um, I don't know her name. One second. Look it up. I just remember seeing her in a, like a HBO miniseries from uh, David Simon. She was really good in that. Yeah, uh, Dominique Fishback. I think she's great. But it's just, it's just not. It it never allows itself to be fun. Okay. It right. tries to be serious and it tries to be cool. I don't think it ever actually allows itself to have fun with it. It just seems like a fun, an idea that would that just should be. <coughs> had fun with the entire time. I'm going to say, it, it could have also just been PG-13. It didn't need to be R. Uh, I, I think Jamie Foxx and JGL can live in a PG-13 world. That would have probably made the movie more fun and less gritty. Yeah. yeah. That said, uh, it, it, there's something there. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'll check that out. They setting up for a sequel? Uh, probably. I know, yeah. I think that's the only other. That's, I think that's the only new thing I've watched. Uh, yeah, I think uh, that's probably it. I think we. I think we're hitting a podcast again within like five days or six days. So, yeah, Alex, didn't get enough time to. Switch. Alex, we watched. Yes, something. we certainly did. We watched "Pretending I'm a Superman," the Tony Hawk Pro Skater story. <laughs> you know what it's a cute little documentary it's only an hour and ten minutes long yeah totally um, Rodney Mullen if you... comes off like a good dude for the most part yeah <laughs> um, it's like oh, yeah, cause it's... they didn't like him when the game first came out which is why he was like the most depowered guy in the game cause he didn't give <laughs> he didn't really he, did... he never played a video game before <laughs> it's like whatever yeah. I don't there. Yeah. Uh, I'm um, going to watch the shit out of this. Uh. It's, you know what? The soundtrack to it is great. It ends with the guy from, uh, what's it called? Um, Melancholin covering. Um, oh, yeah. I'm a Superman. Uh, covering Superman. Superman. Which is a great acoustic cover, not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like. You just see like the guy from Goldfinger being like, "Yeah, this this is what what, what made us." Yeah, yeah. He's just happy to be there. Yeah. Um, everyone, you know, basically everyone seems pretty happy to be there. Um, okay, and to be talking about it for the most part, uh, it, it does kind of come off like they spend a lot of time on Pro Skater One and Two, so it does feel kind of like, "Hey, isn't that reboot coming out soon?" It's is- absolutely a marketing thing. <laughs> yeah, like um, it. Which is crazy, because I backed this thing on Kickstarter five years ago, and they just gave me the screener like now. So, hey, who knows? Maybe they had that plan a long time ago. Um, uh, you know what? I'll give them credit. They, like, spend five minutes on the failed games. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they, they talk about, the, you know, what Ride could have been, how Shred was really what Ride was meant to be. Um, they actually Which was still terrible, I think. Yeah. They kind of like diss Tony Hawk's Underground a little bit, which I thought was weird. Cause yeah, I, remember I didn't hate those. Yeah, I thought those were like good and well received games. The, the, they're pretty well loved, I thought. But yeah, um, it's it's like it's interesting the way it's because like the first twenty minutes is like, what is skateboarding? Yeah, that's so weird. <laughs> 
I was real. I was like, what, when are we going to get to the game? Like, why are we talking about like in the fifties skateboarding was this? In the seventies, it turned into this. Like wait. that's delightful cool. because I just looked it up. It's an hour and eleven minutes. Yep. Yeah. So, but but here's the thing: like because a lot of this new game coming out, and they primarily talk. There's only two people they talk to that are like critical of anything. That the fact that like most people are still developers for it, they couldn't tell you anything like fun about it. Like there's nothing interesting. <laughs> But like it's all it's all nice it's all nice and good and and, and all that stuff but it's like there's no there's no there's no great substance there of like something like an indie game the movie where you're getting like this inside like look at like the game development yeah. process and like how how much it like ruins some people um, it never actually seems to be like that I think maybe they just had a decent time with it um, and. <laughs> Except for, like, the one time where one of the developers was like, I never wrote a skateboard before. It was great having them tell me what to do. Uh- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was fascinating hearing from Tony Hawk uh, uh, that he was offered $500,000 for all the royalties. Yeah, after... To- after and I was like, I'm rock. good. And, then- <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, I think I'll, I'll pass on that. And, he was just- <laughs> and now, and that's why Tony Hawk is, you know still the brand that he is today basically yeah uh speaking um, i know russ has to go oh yeah yeah uh but speaking of weird documentaries do you guys see that mr skin made a documentary I no no like either, uh, i'll just look up the good parts <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so the, either it's like either the founder or maybe like the current head or someone involved like it's called skin like it's like a history of nudity in film Mm. So it like actually, it, but uh, what I've heard is like oh. it tries to make an actual documentary about it, but it's just delightful that this came from the website that's like, you know, those boobs in that movie you saw. <laughs> See, I, I, I had seen, I had seen um like a an article about the movie or, or someone like doing a review of it, and I didn't realize it was actually from Mister Skin that that they yeah. did the doc. That's uh, that's insane. It's so weird. I have I might watch it. I gotta check it out. All right. Well, yeah. But yeah, pretending I'm a Superman. <laughs> if you you got an hour and ten minutes. Yeah. Well, yeah. worst ways. That's kind of. I messaged you. I was like, you got an hour and eleven minutes today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you can watch this documentary. It's cute. That's that's about. That's really the most you could say about it. It's fun. It's fun. If you like the games, it's it's enjoyable. And it, yeah. Um, and I think that's it. So let us take it home. You can find us on the webmoviepodcast.com. You can find Russ on everything as Rust Incredible. You can find Peter on Letterboxd as Pete Peter Petey. You can find me on Strava and Letterboxd as Johnny Tiggs. Uh, and you can find Alex where? Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot this time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can find me, um, you can find me in the club. Uh, find Alex in the club. Classic 50 cent reference. Well done. Um, I actually, uh, I just looked it up. Skin is two hours and 11 minutes long. Wow. And I, will. More than, I wonder how long they spend on, uh, the history of skin. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. All right. Well, Alex, you you don't have anything? Are we going to give a, another number out? Or no. no? You, you, you know, last week, didn't we figure out he has something? I think we did. Oh. I think we... I think we're over this. All right, so that means your ne- your homework for next time, Alex, is to listen to last week's podcast and figure out what your social media account <laughs> is. All right, sounds good. Yes. All right. Thank you guys for being here. We'll see you guys next time on the Movie Movie Podcast.